0: Everett's greatest hits, sports, and more. KRKO Everett.
1: It is seven o'clock on a beautiful and tri- crisp and clear. Monday night in Snohomish County. Tom Lafferty here. It's Prep Sports Weekly. Steve Willits is right over there.
2: Uh, Hi, Tom. How are you? I'm not not doing great. (laughs)
1: But we're gonna, we're going to fight our way you're, through it.
2: Uh, you're uh, you're a trooper tonight. You're uh, you're playing hurt, playing injured, as we like to say in the sports world. Uh, <laughs> you try. I, it, it's uh, it's going around this time of year. And I had it a couple weeks ago. Now it's your turn. I yes, ap- it is. Sorry to hear that. But uh, I I'm hey, not, po- do- not
1: positive of the. Dreaded- no, you
2: are. Not, yeah, you're positive of having a cold. <laughs> yes,
1: a good old American, <laughs> run-of-the-mill cold. I, so. I wish
2: I had had that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll leave that, at that. We'll leave it at that.
1: So today's show brought to you by Key of Everett, the Lake Stevens Ace Hardware Store. Dave and Buster's, Glass by Lund, and Marysville Toyota. Luckily, we have a bunch of good guests that can carry the load for us.
2: We do, and we've uh, fortunately for you, Tom, a couple of uh, pre-recorded interviews tonight, we like so those that'll, too. that'll help too a little bit. Yeah. So coming up on the show tonight, we are going to talk a little football here in a moment. We'll re- recap all the games over the weekend, the Week Nine schedule, uh, some crossover games that had playoff not playoff implications. They were essentially play-in games, uh, games that controlled seedings for playoff games coming up this week. A lot of going, a lot going on in the football world. So we'll talk about that here in a moment. Segment number two, we're going to catch up with last year's state champion for a head football coach. That would be Tom Try from Lake Stevens High School. We've had him on many times in the past. So we'll talk to uh, Coach Try here. That that will be a live interview. So we'll have him on the phone here shortly to talk about uh, the Lake Stevens Vikings football team. And then coming up later in the show, we're going to play some interviews from Friday night. You and I and a few others, we uh, broadcasted the Arlington-Monroe 3A one-versus-one crossover game, which is essentially a de facto 3A, Wesco 3A championship game. Yep. Arlington looked awfully good the other night, uh, getting the victory over Monroe. Right after the game, we interviewed Greg Daylor, the head coach. We also talked to the starting quarterback, who was our... Uh, Marysville Toyota player of the game that was Leighton Martin, and then we also talked to Jake Willis, uh wide receiver who also made a huge impact on special teams with three big punt returns in that game, so we talked to all three of them, we'll play those interviews coming up on the show tonight, and then an interview that I recorded just a little over an hour ago, I uh, drove all the way up from Shoreline Stadium tonight, where the... Shorewood Stingrays. Stormrays. Stormrays. I knew I was going to do that. <laughs> Still not used to it. They were the Thunderbirds for the first 40 yes. some years of my life, but they are the Stormrays now, and they are a very, very good soccer team. They went 15 and 0 in Wesco 3A play. That's pretty good. Not only that, but they scored, I think, 70 goals in those 15 games. And they gave up two. They wow. gave up, they gave up one to, to Snohomish. The other night in a in a district game, it was, they won 3-1, to one, I think it was, and they, they weren't happy that they gave up a goal. They don't give up very many goals. Dominant team right now looking really good as they head into a district semifinal game tomorrow night against Mount Lake Terrace. So they're practicing tonight, had a chance to go over and catch up with their head coach, Brooke Pingree, who is a Snohomish alum. Mm-hmm. Dad, uh, Dan coached at Snohomish. He coached... Uh, Boys and girls teams yep. to state championship, uh, chips, As a matter of fact, so Brooks, the head coach there now, caught up with her as well as six of her players. So we'll uh, be talking to them later on here in the show. That'll be our final segment tonight.
1: Today's show brought to you by Smoky Point Concrete, the Buzz in Steakhouse, Chevrolet of Everett, the Law Office of Russell and Hill, and by Screen Printing Northwest. Let's take a look at high school football you from sa- last week.
2: You sound uh, your voice sounds even deeper though. It's kind of there. You go. There, it's we like you got a little that. little berry thing going there. <laughs>
1: there you go. How about our game? As you mentioned, Monroe-Arlington. It was the Arlington Eagles, 45, the Monroe Bearcats, 18. Quarterback Leighton Martin went 12 of 20 for 280 yards, three touchdown passes plus a 44-yard run for another score. It was real beat down. How about Arlington's defense, too?
2: Arlington's defense looked really good. You know, Monroe scored 18 points, but 12 of those 18 came late in the game. I think it was 38-6, to I think, at one point in the fourth quarter. And Arlington is just a a phenomenal team. I think you'd already seen them this year. I had not. Certainly, we hadn't seen them against anybody the likes of Monroe. Arlington's put up over 40 points against every opponent they've they've played. They play Ballard in a state playoff game coming up next weekend. Look out, Ballard, because the uh, the Eagles are flying right now. Undefeated, by the way. I didn't realize this, and we'll hear this during the interview. Greg Daylor, longtime coach there. First time he's finished a regular season undefeated. Wow. So one of the better teams that they've ever had at Arlington, and we'll see how far they can go.
1: There you go. So, again, the final 45-18 Arlington over Monroe. Uh, speaking of beatdowns, 45 um, nothing. Marysville Pilchuck beats Snohomish in the uh, Number 5, number 3 crossover.
2: Yeah, didn't look good on paper going into it. Uh, really good Pilchuck team this year. Snohomish team that's been beat up all season long and ended up taking that South number 5 spot. That was the game out of all the crossover games you looked at on paper and thought, ugh, it could be ugly, and, and it was. But, uh, yeah, give credit to Marysville Pilchuck. They've been outstanding all year long, and now they head into the playoffs.
1: Ferndale wins it over Edmonds. Woodway 49-14. Connor Walker rushed for 132 yards and three touchdowns and a touchdown reception to lead the Golden Eagles. Edmonds Woodway quarterback Stephen Warren Jr. was injured in the game.
2: Yeah, he was injured. Diego Escondon stepped in to play quarterback, and that's a tough situation. And Kind of like what Arlington had last year, Leighton Martin goes down, you, you end up putting uh, Fowler in as your quarterback, a- and essentially what you do is you, you not only do you replace your quarterback, but you lose your top receiver, one of right. your top receivers. Escondon's having an all-Wesco type of a year, so not only – you go to your QB2, but you take wide receiver one off the field. Jesse right. Hart, the third, is still really good for Edmonds Woodaway, but really, uh, that's tough for them to overcome. And quite frankly, I think I don't even know when the injury happened, but that's a Ferndale team I think they were going to have their hands full with regardless. And sure enough, uh, Ferndale alum, uh, knocks off Edmonds Woodaway. The good thing, if you're a Warrior fan, both teams are going to the playoffs.
1: It was Mount Lake Terrace 7, Stanwood 6. We kept refreshing our phones and stuff thinking. That can't be right. It can't be the lowest scoring.
2: Well, seven six. All thirteen points were scored in overtime. <laughs> in over- all in, yeah. all, scored in double overtime. Yeah. That was zero zero going in. And by the way, you got to remember too. That's the three versus five crossover game. Three South versus five North. That was for a playoff spot. Yeah. So the winning team was going to go into the playoffs. The loser was out. Stanwood lines up to kick a thirty something yard field goal as time's about to expire. Final seconds of the game. To win the game, they hit the upright. It bounces off the upright. Doink Doink, they go into overtime and Stanwood scores first, and then Zavian Jones, who's had a phenomenal year, phenomenal career really at Mellet Terrace, scores a touchdown. They were able to kick their uh, their extra point and they win the game.
1: Seven to six, the final in double overtime. The winner advanced out of the game between Shorecrest and Marysville Getchell, one point game. Marysville Getchell loses at 14-13. A blocked extra point was a difference in this one. Daniel Stevenson through TD passes to Ben Chestnut and Gus Hamilton for the Scots.
2: And I hate to say it like this, but how fitting is it that Getchell gets eliminated in a one-point game? They won up until last week. They had won three consecutive games by one point each. Mm-hmm. And you know if you're playing those one-point games, eventually the numbers are going to catch up to you. And sure enough, this time it did. And it comes down to a block extra point. Getchell again. uh, Can't say it enough. We've talked about it a few times on the show. Davis, Laura, and that group had a really, really good season. Their Marysville Getchell finished in a three-way tie for second place. That's a team that I think most people had finishing in fifth and sixth in that league. Mm -hmm. And you know, you think about it. Not only is it an Arlington league, it's a Ferndale league, it's a Marysville Pilchuck league. You know, I mean, there's just there's so many Stanwood league. I mean, there's so many good teams in there, and. Yeah, I, I did not see that coming, so kudos to Coach Chris, uh, Christensen and his team at Shorecrest. They haven't always looked good at times this year, but they went up to uh, Quilcita the other night, and they got the dub.
1: They did. Lake Stevens got the dub over Glacier Peak, final 42-7. to I'm not sure if it's 11 or 10. There seems to be an argument on 11 or 10 well, straight. Well, you know where the argument comes from, right? From the COVID year? It's
2: the COVID year. They were undefeated, and they're like, yeah, hey, we, we went undefeated, so you got to kind of give us the title, right? And they might, they might have a good argument there. But, yeah, maybe we'll ask Tom Trey about that when he's on the show here in a little bit. But, yeah, Lake Stevens just being Lake Stevens.
1: Yeah, yeah, big time. For Lake Stevens, Colton Matson had 213 passing yards with two touchdowns. Jay Sean Lamar is back. He had 14 carries for 108 yards and two touchdowns. Gabe Kalady had a scoop and score for the Vikings. Final there again, 42 to seven. It was Oak Harbor 44, Shorewood 10. Mariner beat Camiac 14-13, Mariner then forced a three-way tie for third place with the win with Camiac and Jackson. And they played on Saturday, and that was an interesting, interesting day.
2: Quick day. Yeah, you 40- you actually went over there for the yeah. Kansas City tiebreaker, right? And uh, so. First game was Mariner and Camiac, Yep. Mariner won, so Mariner had to play Jackson. Yep. Jackson won, so Jackson goes to the playoffs.
1: Yep. That was it. There you <laughs> just go. Just that simple. Just that quick. And all from the twenty-five yard line.
2: It must be nice to be in high school too, because these guys all played Friday night games. Yeah. And Jackson and Redmond. I I don't want to get up in oh, front of myself here. Go ahead. Forty-six thirty-nine. Jackson beat Redmond. Jackson and Redmond are playing a track meet on a Friday night. <laughs> Mariner and Kamiak are playing uh, just a drag-em-out fist fight on on their Friday night game. And, hey, all three of you guys, we'll see you at 2 o'clock tomorrow at Goddard, and (laughs) let's see what happens in a uh, Kansas City tiebreak. So, yeah, kudos to those guys for all getting out there and playing that, and kudos for Jackson. They're moving on.
1: Issaquah got the win, 35-20 over Cascade. Andy Cosme, Zach Lopez, and Zach Sarawak. Each scored for TDs for the Bruins in a losing cause.
2: Yeah, a uh, Bruins team that had been on a bit of a roll lately, but that's an Issaquah team that's playing well, too.
1: Meadowdale got the win over Chiefs South, 36-27. Augie Wilrick had 27 carries for 171 yards and two touchdowns to lead the Mavericks over the Seahawks. It was stadium over Everett, 15-6. Michael Nolan had a TD pass to Tag Thorne for the Seagulls, but it wasn't enough. They call Popkini the greatest setting for my money. It's Stadium High School in Tacoma. If you've never been, oh to yeah, a game Stadium there. High School. Oh. Well,
2: that's been around for hundred years, and you know, uh, who was it? It was I think it was Theodore Roosevelt gave a speech there once, right? right. Like twenty five thousand people there. We can't claim that up here at any of our stadiums, but yeah, yep. that's definitely a, a scenic place, a historical place to watch football. And I've got to think if you were asked those kids, well, maybe the adults probably appreciate it more than the kids at this point, but. Definitely a cool experience. Yeah, first, Even if you, walk lose. In, you start taking pictures. Yeah, uh, of absolutely. The view. You, you yeah. should anyway.
1: Yeah, it was Cedar Crest back in their winning ways, fifty-one nothing over Foss. Connor Altmeyer went fifteen of twenty-three for two hundred forty-six yards and five touchdowns. J.T. Marsh had seven catches for one hundred and fifteen yards and three of those scores.
2: It's a pretty good night.
1: Pretty good night for Cedar Crest, pretty good night for Mr. Altmeyer and Mr. Marsh. It was Anacortes over Linden, 15-8. to 8. Anacortes had an end zone interception with a minute 30 left to secure the Seahawks. First win over Linden since 2003. Wow. Yeah.
2: I knew that Linden had been kind of the dominant team up there. I didn't realize a 20-year uh, hold on, on Anacortes. That's impressive. Good job for the Seahawks. Yep. I never did hear, by the way. Did you see the Seahawks had that story on King 5 the other day? Yeah. Did they get their bleachers? They did. Somebody well, they came did. somebody
1: came through and gave them like 20,000 or something and they needed 30 to I think they're going to build bleachers. I'm not sure what the whole Yeah,
2: they, for anybody that didn't know, I mean if, if you are going to host a playoff game, you have to have adequate seating for the visiting team and Anacortes did not and so they were basically told if your kids want to kids have earned a playoff home game if they want to have one, you guys need to get some bleachers in here and you need to do it ASAP and it's going to cost you about 30 grand so they were doing this big fundraiser, and glad to hear that, because that is a big moment for them. And I don't, know,
1: I don't know what the actual rule is by the WIA. Somebody asked me that, too. I, Well, you know, Snohomish or Everett at Everett Memorial Stadium, they have adequate seating for just everybody's all on one enough side. For yeah,
2: as long as you've got it 50-50 divide and you've right. got enough place, yeah.
1: Yeah, so I think that's more the rule. Then you have to have visitor stands. Well,
2: good. I was just, yeah, you want, certainly, like you said, the kids have kind of earned that right to host a game, so you wanted to see them get it, and... Right. For whoever stepped up, kudos.
1: There you go. Sehome got the win over Lakewood 24-20. Daniel Amavo had three t- rushing touchdowns for the Cougars, but it wasn't enough for Lakewood to get the win over Sehome. It was Caden Kohler threw nine passes for the Turks. Five of them for scoring strikes <laughs> as Sultan beat Clahawia 56-27. For, Talk pretty about a pretty good ratio. Yeah, we, we know the referee that was up there. He said it was a
2: freaking track meet wow yeah 56 to 27 and that's yeah sultan sultan can run the ball a little bit too with feltner on the ground and apparently the other night it was Kohler.
1: kings they got the win two to nothing over cedar park christian on a safety yep nope cedar park christian forfeits on king's senior night Uh, that's happened a few times
2: yeah i hate to see it on senior night unfortunately i understand sometimes teams have issues and especially the smaller schools but yeah you hate it for kings but it is what it is.
1: Granite Falls gets the uh, Emerald Sound Conference's second playoff berth, 56-31, the win over South Whidbey. It was Tulalip Heritage over Lummi Nation, 58 nothing. Mount Vernon beat Linwood, 52-12. to Cedar Woolley beat Squalicum, 50-7. to And then it was Archbishop Murphy, 20, Burlington, 7 on a Thursday night. After a windless season a year ago, the Wildcats are 5-4 and four this year. Uh, Burlington Edison, needless to say, having a tough year this season.
2: Yeah, you missed one, by the way. You've got to go up and get the. Uh, oh. What did I miss? That Saturday, Saturday game, Darrington.
1: Oh, Darrington. My, Mikey Soido rushed for 142 yards and three touchdowns for the Loggers, 26 nothing over Crescent. Yeah,
2: Loggers, what does that make him 8 and 1 now? So we had to yeah. make sure we gave him a little shout out there. And nice job for Coach Wright and the, the guys over there, in Darrington. So congratulations. And they go into the playoffs starting this week against playoffs? Tahola. Yep. Is that who they're playing? Yep. Good Tahola. There you go. Be rooting for our Loggers. Yeah, hey, let's go. What's next? We are going to talk to another guy who's heading into the playoffs, Tom Try, head coach for the Lake Stevens Vikings.
1: It's next right here,
3: KRKO. At Marysville Toyota, there's a better way to buy your next car. It's called One. One price, one person, one hour. Our best upfront price is clearly posted on every vehicle. It takes all the guesswork out. We'll work with you from start to finish. No awkward handoff, no finance office. One person will work with you the entire time. And once you've selected what vehicle you want and how you want to pay for it, we'll do everything possible to get you on the road and on your way home in one hour. To experience the power of one, go to MarysvilleToyota.com.
0: That's it's MarysvilleToyota.com. Introducing Mangle in the Morning, KRKO's new morning show with Brian Mangle. So it turns out in this new survey that one in four homeowners are using their home surveillance system not so much for home security, but instead to spy on neighbors. Huh. Note to self, I need to build a taller fence. Morning 6 to 9 a.m. It's a great way to start your day with Brian Mangle on KRKO.
4: Game days are always better at David & Buster's Inlandwood at the Elderwood Mall. Why? More screen on their 40-foot wow wall. That's why. That's because more TV inches, more food and drinks, more space and more fun make the game we all know and love more special. So celebrate your team with your squad. Enjoy the games and the good times with an unbelievable lineup of beer options. Now that is on point. Add more ding, ding, ding to your game day with more food and more screen at David & Buster's Inlandwood and online at davidbusters.com. K-R-K-O.
0: Justice is easy if you know what to do. Call 800-LAW-0842.
3: The law offices of Russell and Hill are proud sponsors of the K-R-K-O Prep Sports Student Athlete of the Month. These student athletes have demonstrated excellence on the field of play and in the classroom. Russell and Hill believes in being part of your community and salutes those who give the extra effort. Russell and Hill
0: will fight for you. Call 800- 0842
1: Press Force Weekly continues here on this Monday night. Tom Lafferty along with Steve Willets, How about them Vikings?
2: How about them Lake Stevens Vikings? You know, the guy we have on the phone right now, we've had him on before. Mm, we've I'm had him in different capacities. We've had him on as just, well, I'd say just the head coach for the Lake Stevens Vikings football team. We've had him on because his daughters are great volleyball players, and we've talked about that with him a little bit. We've never had him on as a state champion, and we've never had him on as the Everett Herald Man of the Year. He's had a big year over the last 12 months since we've... Last spoken to him at least on this show, Tom. Try how are you? Good, good. Thanks, Steve. I appreciate that. No, absolutely. Well, what's what's it been like for you? I mean, we again we, uh, we we've talked to you a little bit on the side, but not on this radio show. Uh, that uh, that elusive state championship that had just been kind of out of reach for Lake Stevens for so long, and that even preceded you. You guys finally got that last year. Just uh, I know it's it's been a little while now, and you guys are moving on into bigger, better things. But uh, just what has that meant to this program over the last eleven months? Just as you're going through your daily routine at school and with the kids, and as you're around the football community, what has it meant to the Vikings?
5: Oh, it was just really rewarding, you know, just for all the teams that had played before us, and all the time and effort and energy that all the coaching staff and and just the whole community had put in, and we've been solid for, for many years, but to, to finally get that state championship was uh, just really awesome for just the team, but but really the, the school and the community as a whole. It was, it was just, uh, it had been a long time coming, and, and we found a way to do it, and and played well enough to be Kennedy Catholic and, and uh, earn our first state championship, so I was really proud for the whole team.
2: And we certainly want to look ahead here in a moment. And, but I do want to mention one other thing that I thought was kind of neat. Uh, we just talked about it a few moments ago there about how you were honored as the man of the year. I think it was great that you brought your, I think, correct me if I'm wrong. I think you, uh, you got a table for your entire coaching staff at the, the uh, awards banquet there that night at the Hall of Fame banquet. Uh, just in, in terms of sharing it with them and what they've meant to you and, and to the success of the program, that was important for you to have those guys involved, wasn't it?
5: Absolutely. You know, we spend so much time together, uh, you know, starting in, in the spring, you know, well, I should say uh, it's June, but we have spring camp in June and then we go to our team camp in late June and and spend a lot of time in the weight room and with speed and agility all summer long and coaches invest a lot of time and, and away from their families and, and, you know, just they don't make a lot of money doing this. And, and so it's really just for the good of the kids and, and for us to try and be successful. And, and uh, I'm just, I'm grateful to have, you know, everyone from Dinwiddie or D coordinator to, you know, we've had uh, Kirby Kinchin and and Matt Leonard and Jeff Deshaun and those guys have been there 12, 13 years. You know, I've had Lou Whitman, our quarterbacks coach. We keep uh, persuading him out of retirement, but he's been there, I think 14, 15 years. And so, it's uh, just been a lot of fun, and yet we still have a blend of some young, younger guys that uh, have played in our program and, and know our system and do a really good job with coaching position groups, and, and so it's, it's been a really good blend of, of guys, and, and I'm grateful to have them.
2: Indeed, it has, and it keeps uh, leading to more victories and more titles. And we were joking about this during our last segment, Coach. I, I know uh, we, we get different numbers on this one. I'm going to let you throw us the actual number and, and how you guys perceive it. Uh, you defeated Glacier Peak the other night, 42-7, to seven, which means you wrapped up another Wesco 4A title. How many consecutive Wesco titles is it now for Lake Stevens?
5: Eleven.
2: In my <laughs> We're counting COVID. You guys should count COVID, right? I mean, everybody wants Absolutely. to kind of discount you guys on that one, but you you played we the played, games. You didn't lose anything.
5: We played the Wesco 3A champion the West uh, in the north. We played the Wesco 3A champion in the south. We played... Uh, Glacier Peak, who was undefeated that year. Uh, we look at that as a West Coast championship, absolutely.
2: Okay, I don't, I can't believe I'm going to ask you this question. I don't think I've asked you this one, and I've asked you a lot of questions over the years. So I, I want to hear you, uh, you kind of uh, give me a little bit of a, a look inside of uh, how this looks for you guys as a coaching staff. At, at some point... I mean, I've never I've never won 11 years in a row of, at anything in my life. So at some point when you're kind of going through this streak, and I know obviously it's different in November than it is in September, but it's early October. You guys are looking at a schedule in which you're on paper heavily favored to win a lot of these games. Is it hard for you guys as a coaching staff and for you personally to continue to get up for a lot of this stuff, knowing that we kind of keep winning these games, we kind of know what it looks like and – how do you stay motivated when you're kind of getting through that part of the schedule knowing that everybody kind of expects you guys to win and win big
5: yeah well that's a great question but we use the analogy you know you you might have a a great steak dinner i you know for dinner that night but you still wake up hungry the next day you know like we 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 got to find a way to stay hungry and so we we just we do different things at practice where we're competing uh, offense defense uh, purple versus gold um we just we try to find ways to challenge our kids and, and and still have fun at practice but yet be productive and and find ways to to stay hungry and our, our philosophy has always been just and i know it's cliche but be want and know you know we want to win each game we 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 start on sunday with the coaching staff uh we get together uh on monday with the team and we watch a lot of film and go through our scouting report and and build off that and then tuesday's offensive day wednesday's defensive day thursdays we're doing specials and and a little bit of team and just polishing and and then you got to go out and take the test on friday and and you know every week it's about not about who we're playing it's about can we execute because if we can execute then we can beat anybody and that's that's been our mentality
2: well, let's see. Forty-two to seven Friday night. Fifty-four to seven the night before, or week before. Seventy-one-six. You've certainly been executing. So let's let's get some names out there. Some of these names are familiar. Maybe some we haven't talked about with you in the past. So let's start off with offensively. Obviously, the uh, ball's been going up in the air. It's been kept on the ground. It's ending up in the end zone. So who are we watching on any given night? And I I guess you kind of got to start with QB one, right?
5: Yeah. Well, obviously, he's our field general, Colton Matson. Uh, you know, he's, a, he's only a junior this year, but uh, had tons of experience. And, and you know, he, he started in the state championship as a freshman. I think he played in, or started four playoff games that year. So uh, he got experience. And then obviously last year he was a state champion as a sophomore. So he's got the game time experience. But, but what I really noticed about him this year is just you know, he's really taken charge uh, of our run game, of our pass game, of our pass protection. Uh, just understanding defenses where where the blitz is coming from where the holes are going to be uh he's grown immensely and, and really his leadership and confidence of, of just being the guy you know i think he he was always under jaden lamar 's shadow the last few years where we knew that or he knew that we would just get the ball to jaden when when things got tough but you know now it's uh he he's really taken that that ownership of our offense and i've just been really impressed with his work ethic and his character and just trying to get receivers in the right position and and being successful, getting the ball out quickly and making good, quick decisions.
2: Is there still room for growth in his game? I mean, I I ask that respectfully because he's he's been so successful. And obviously, like you said, he started in two state championship games as a freshman and a sophomore, and he's gotten even better this year. What what is the the ultimate roof for him, per se, at the high school level?
5: Well, he, he's he's just going to keep getting bigger. You know, he's still growing. He, he's he's a junior, but he's going to put on. He might get an inch taller still, and, and and put on another 10, 15 pounds easily in the next year. And so, that physically, he's going to continue to mature. But as well as mentally, and and, and with that comes confidence and, and some of the other intangibles. But uh, I, like I said, I just I've seen. Every year, he's worked hard. He's worked as hard as anybody. You know, he spends a lot of time in the off season, uh, owning this craft and, and really working on his footwork and and agility and and just ball skills and just mechanical things that 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 a lot of guys can take for granted. But but he works hard on them, and it's it's really paid off for him this year. You know, and, and we have a, a great run game with uh, we got Jay Sean back. He was out for a few weeks, but Kaha uh, Ra has done a really good job. Uh, as our as our running back as well, and Esteban Sedano, and and it really it, it started with our our offensive line guys up front. You know, we didn't have a lot of experience from from last year. We lost four or five starters, but uh, started with uh, Bryce Lezak and Mason Turner. Those have been our two tackles. They've done a tremendous job of setting the edge for us this year, pass pro and and getting out on on sweeps and screens and doing some of the things that we do. Uh, our two guards have really stepped up. Uh, uh, we Ashton Cash is our left guard, but uh, Navir Khalil, uh, and unfortunately he was a senior uh, starter, two-way starter for us, played D-tackle. He tore his knee up, and, and so we've inserted uh, a freshman at right guard for the last few games, but, but Will Lynch has done a really good job of stepping up and, and uh, not really skipping a beat, and that's you know another part of our mentality is next man up, but, but uh, no, he's done a great job. And then at center, we've got Luke Baird and and uh, Chase uh, Ingram, who uh, those guys have split some time for us. And, and we just – our line's been really solid, and it's allowed our, our running game to, to flourish, and, and, and we can throw the ball. And, and, and so we're really balanced. We can do a lot of different things. And, shoot, I think we have 11 different kids with, with the touchdown catch this year. So we're pretty balanced. You know, it's not – we're just not throwing the ball to one or two guys. Uh, our, our Zs, our Xs, our Ys, and our Hs are all catching the ball. So it's uh, it's been a lot of fun just uh, watching him grow.
2: You mentioned uh, Colton's development and maybe the maturity, having to step out of Jaden's shadow. Talk a little bit about maybe how that's also true for the running backs. Is that maybe maybe in the past where maybe they thought, okay, well we'll come in when when Jaden you know needs a breather or when we're up by forty nine points. Now these guys have had to kind of step up to bigger roles. Have you have you seen that maybe them come out of the shadows too a little bit more this year and maybe has that worked to their benefit in terms of giving them more confidence?
5: Yeah, no, I, for sure. Uh starting with Jay Sean. Uh, you know, he, he he started our first four weeks, uh unfortunately had a little bit of an injury and, and uh thought we were gonna lose him for the season, but uh he made it to, he healed up a little bit and and got a little bit faster than, than what the initial prognosis was gonna be. And so we got him back last week and he was a huge spark for us. Uh, you could tell he had fresh legs. You could tell he was hungry. He ran the ball hard, had great vision, did a lot of great – caught the ball out of the backfield for a 55-yard screen. I mean, he was back for sure, and it was really fun to see. Uh, but I've I've seen huge confidence gains in Taha and Esteban as well. You know, they, they work really hard at it in practice, and they've just been waiting their turn. And, and uh, quite honestly, when, when they both have had the opportunity, they've they both really stepped up, and I've been super proud of both of them.
2: Oh, definitely. Well, I'm looking at your uh, your scores here from your schedule. Four of your last five opponents have been held to single digits, so it's not just offense. Your uh, your defense is certainly having a great year, too. Talk a little bit about them.
5: Oh, my goodness. Awesome. Great group of guys. Coach Dinwiddie, uh, Coach Leonard, uh, Coach Kinchin, uh, Coach Klosky, all those guys have done just a tremendous job of, of getting our, our, our defense ready. Stars up front, obviously, uh, we got some uh guys that are just playing tough up front, and that's uh Solomon and, and Esteban Don our two dns and they've they've each been uh getting a, a few sacks each the last few weeks uh none of that but they're just doing a really good job of setting the edge on the defensive side of the ball uh two studs in the middle uh with Bryce Waxman and Bryce lezak. I think both those guys could be all league uh but, you know and, and what that does is it it allows our two Inside backers, who I believe are also all-league guys, uh, Mason Turner, who's just been very difficult to stop for anybody, uh, he can blitz, he, he gets off blocks, he makes plays in the backfield, uh, and then we have a junior, Keegan Howard, he's done a really good job of uh, making tackles. I think he might be our tackle leader right now on our team. And and so anyways, uh, and then a secondary that's just full of athletes, Stephen Lee, Gabe Kalaney, uh, Paul Varella, Jackson Lewis, Jesse Lewis, uh, David Brown. I mean, David, I mean, we just, we've got tons of guys that, that are all really, they're, they're fast, they're athletic, and they're good, smart football players. And it's just been a great blend of guys. And, and Dinwiddie's done a really good job of getting them in the right positions and understanding their, their assignments. And, and, and that's really been the difference.
2: Yeah, it's been a great, uh, another successful year for Lake Stevens. And now we get to the playoffs. So tell us a little bit about Olympia. You got a home game coming up on a Saturday night lights game. So 6 o'clock over at Lake Stevens High School. What kind of a game are we expecting?
5: You know, they're, they're a good team. Uh, they're well coached. Coach Mullen has got them going. Uh, they, they struggled early on. They're in that tough SPSL league, uh, but, but they've won uh, two of their last three games uh they're getting better their, their defense is real solid uh they're athletic they run the ball well uh the, the offensively they're a spread team uh lots of two by two three by one uh they, they want to run the ball i think at first uh they're running back number 22 uh, he's pretty good uh running back takes care of the ball and hits the hole hard uh but they got a young quarter i think they've had some quarterback issues uh i think one of the quarterbacks got hurt this year uh they had an all-state receiver who they then put at quarterback uh and he played there for a few games and then uh the last two or three games they have started a freshman at quarterback and moved number 8 back to receiver so they they're they're making some transitions on offense but but defensively uh they they're they're aggressive they run the ball well they're just a well
2: coached team well, we're looking forward to it again. Lake Stevens versus Olympia, defending the uh, the state title, and I guess, Coach. Now that you're a state champion, when you get to the playoffs, people talk about it every time they go up against you guys. You're you're kind of the uh, the hunted now. So is that a is that a different role, or does it just feel like business as usual?
5: You know, we try not to worry about it. You know, we we, we were the underdog for a while, and then we started winning a few West Coast championships, and. And we're pretty consistent for a few years. And then we started to realize that we could no longer call ourselves the underdogs. We were now the, the team with the bullseye on our chest. And I think that bullseye probably got a little bit bigger last year. But, but again, we, we've just always tried to focus on what we can control. And that's who we are and the effort that we bring every day at practice and, and, and get ready for those game day challenges.
2: Well, again, uh, another fantastic season, another Wesco title and another uh, trip to the state playoffs beginning this Saturday night. Again, if anybody wants to get up there, Lake Stevens High School, one of the greatest venues to watch high school football, by the way, and especially this time of year. And if you're going to get there, get there early. won't be a lot of empty seats. Lake Stevens hosting Olympia. Tom Try, again, congratulations on all the success and uh, best wishes to the Vikings this weekend and hoping to uh, keep talking some Viking football through the, uh, the rest of November.
5: Absolutely. Anytime, I really appreciate it. Go Vikes.
2: There we go. Go Vikings, indeed. Tom Try, the head football coach for Lake Stevens. And what's coming up next? We are going to talk uh, with the Arlington football f- team, that team that won the West Coast 3A this year. We're going to have some interviews from Friday night. Greg Daylor, the head football coach, their quarterback, Leighton Martin, and their wide receiver, Jake Willis. These were interviews that were done on the field right after the game during our uh, broadcast of the game.
1: Prep sports Weekly continues right here on KRKL. Kia of Everett, the home of simple, easy,
6: fun car buying. Buying a new car should be fun and quick. We understand our customers' most valuable asset is their time. We have one of the largest new car inventories in the Northwest, and with our pricing made simple guarantee, we never lose deals over price. Whether you experience simple, easy
0: fun in person or online at kiaofeverett.com, you will see the smiles, feel the energy, discover the excitement, so you know you picked the right place. Kia of Everett, your simple, easy, fun dealer. At Ace Hardware in Lake Stevens, community is at the heart of everything we do. It's the spirit of togetherness and DIY magic that brings us all closer together. From lending a hand on your latest project to sharing tips and tricks, our store is more than just a place to shop. It's a hub where friendships are built and stories are shared. Discover top-notch tools, local expertise, and a friendly smile that's always there to help. Let's build, create, and grow together. Visit Lake Stevens Ace Hardware today. Ace is the place with the help hardware
7: folks krko building communities that's a specialty of smoky point concrete and they're looking for some new people who share their vision smoky point concrete and skagit ready Mix are hiring cdl drivers and non-drivers to grow the business
2: and continue a proud tradition
0: contact smoky point concrete for more information
7: growing a team
0: building a community smoky point concrete an equal opportunity employer Contact Smoky Point Concrete for more information.
4: Looking for a better automotive service experience? At Chevrolet of Everett, we take service seriously. With same-day or next-day appointments, our service lanes are open and ready when you are. We offer $1 over cost on tires, and we service all makes and model vehicles. Discover a better service experience at Chevrolet of Everett, or schedule your service online at ChevroletofEverett.com. That's ChevroletofEverett.com. Chevrolet of Everett, a better Experience, part of the Harnish Auto family.
1: We were at John C. Larson Stadium on a Friday night watching the Arlington Eagles defeat the Monroe Bearcats, and here's what happened after the game. With our own Steve Willits.
2: the undefeated head football coach of the Arlington Eagles, you're smiling right now, even at halftime with that big lead. You still looked a little concerned. Uh, I, I guess the clocks are at triple zeros. How are you feeling right now?
8: Yeah, I can finally relax a little. With an offense like that, um, you can't ever, you can't ever relax and, and pull back. And uh, so, but our defense is playing phenomenal this year. Um, it's just so fun to watch them play. And then with this guy behind center, we're always going to move the ball well. So. It was just a lot of fun tonight.
2: You've had some great teams over the years here since you've been doing this. Did I just hear correctly? Did you just tell the guy from Cairo, first undefeated season? First time we've ever been undefeated since I've been here, yeah. Uh, What does that mean to you? I mean, you've come close a few times. So to finally get that zero at the end of the year, uh, tell me a little bit about that. And just where, I mean, I don't want you to tell me you'd rank anybody, but how does this team compare to some of the other great teams you've had here?
8: It's one of the best, if not the best, just because of their chemistry and the way we're flying around defense and the way we're – We're doing things on both sides of the ball, and our special teams and our coaching's top-notch. It's just really everything's clicking, and and that's just something special that you can't create every single year, and it's just all come together really well. And we stayed healthy, knock on wood, but we've stayed healthy, and that's great, too.
2: You're playing against a very good Monroe team tonight, a Monroe team that's been averaging almost 39 points more than their opponents all season long. I've got to think coming into this game, maybe you weren't expecting 45-18. You weren't expecting 42-6 or whatever it was with just a few minutes to go. Uh, Just the way that this team came out tonight and performed in the biggest game of the season. I mean, wow.
8: I was so proud of them. You know, you, you worry all week and you hope and wish that we'll step up and play like we know we can. And they played above my expectations, especially defensively, just the way we covered uh, even when we didn't get pressure on the quarterback, there was still, he had no one open. It was phenomenal. And then we executed an offense our game plan. This is like the, finally, three weeks in a row before this, defenses did not come out in what they practiced all year. And so we gave all these great game plan, and then they, we can't run it, right? So it's just fun. They they knew what they wanted to do, and it was fun. Our game plan was was working.
2: Well, and I would have, we're going to talk to your quarterback here in a moment because Layton's our player of the game. I would have hated to have tried to pick a defensive player of the game just because of the fact that, it was such a compilation of so many different players tonight. Like you mentioned, you, you really, you guys dominated in the trenches. Your your linebacking core was staying home all night and shutting them down whenever they throw a screen pass. Your DBs were all over the place. Just an all-around team effort.
8: Yeah, 11 guys playing as a unit, and that's what you need. You don't need a bunch of individuals. You need 11 guys playing together, and I'm just so proud of them.
2: I'm going to talk to your quarterback here in a moment. What is, has what is he meant to this team?
8: Well, he's just a calm, cool presence at all times. He doesn't. He doesn't get super excited and he doesn't lose calm, kinda of like that guy over there he was for us. Um calm, no, back over there. Yeah, calm, cool presence. And the, but it is in his athleticism, so the unscripted plays are just you know, you just like sit and watch you're like, okay, that's cool. Like it's touchdown run. We fumble the snap and he just takes off. And so, touchdown. so you're like, hey yeah, I called that one. But so, <laughs> so it's just it's it's nice. Uh, and then and when he's in the system he does really well as well. So
2: Special teams wise, Mr. Willis tonight. not, not too bad.
8: Uh, Jake Willis had a phenomenal game. He had two catches on pass interference plays. Um, and our special teams coordinator, Blake Peterson, does a phenomenal job to put him and all our guys in successful situations. So, yeah, that's really fun to watch. I'm
2: going to put you on the spot. Somebody might be listening out here tonight too, so let's, let's get you right here now. There's a committee that's going to meet over the weekend. They're going to talk about where we're going to place Arlington, where they should be. You guys are number six, I think, in the, in the one poll for uh, preps or what, scorebook live. Number three in the coaches poll. Do you think about things like that? Obviously, when you're putting up scores tonight, you know that they're all watching. You know they're all looking. In theory, the higher your rank, the easier your opponent's going to be. Where should this team be right now?
8: You know, I don't look. I don't look. People tell me RPI one, we're three. I I don't look. I tell the kids the numbers don't mean anything. We'll play whoever we play the next game. Um, Do I think we should be seated high? Yes. But I don't look, and I I don't care. I'm just so excited for these guys, and we're going to play who we get to play
2: regardless of who you play you're playing at home too what does that mean for a playoff game
8: now that's the important part and i would like to get ranked high enough to play a cup on a row if we keep winning for sure hey,
2: greg daylor how do you celebrate this one tonight before you start getting ready for your opponent you can't really get ready right now anyway you don't even have an
8: opponent yet until you know, sunday my family and i will go get something to eat and just talk about the game and just rehash the whole thing it's gonna be fun who's this person you got your arm around right now this is my daughter layla I say hi layla
2: Hi. There you go. You're on the La- Layla. Son, so we got Greggy and Layla, your kids. What do you guys think about the uh, dad's football team? I'm um,
9: good.
2: You think they're pretty good? How about you, Layla? What do you think? How's this
8: been for following your dad and his team this year? Good. Oh, they, they, think, they think it's good. Ma- people of many words, you can tell. <laughs> you couldn't get them this quiet at home if you tried. <laughs> They're just freezing up a little. Bring the microphone around a little more. All, right, all right, deal. <laughs> hey, Greg, congratulations on a great job this year. We're going to be covering
2: your game again next week, too, so looking forward to talking some more, but go enjoy this one.
8: Appreciate it, Steve. Thank you guys for covering
2: us. All right, thank you. That's Greg Daly, the head football coach. And now let's talk to our player of the game, Layton Martin, the uh, the quarterback. He's even got a, a round of applause over here from a former QB1 here himself, Trent Novak. Layton, talk a little bit about this team. What does this mean for you guys? What does it mean when I say undefeated season?
10: Uh, It's pretty special. It's something we talked about. It's one of our goals that we have on our pyramid, and to achieve it is something special, especially because that's what we've worked for the whole season.
2: You knew that you kind of ran the gauntlet of the the North teams earlier this season, but really, the game that everybody's been looking at for three or four weeks now, to be quite honest, was this game here tonight. I know you guys have to take it one game at a time, but you knew Monroe was on the schedule. You knew October 27th was going to be the matchup coming out here tonight and really setting the tone first offensive play of the game take me through that play you guys have been sitting on the sideline for five or six minutes while monroe puts together like a 15 play drive and then you come out there and fire a touchdown on the very first pass
10: yeah it was something nice i was looking me and uh, the slot receiver we don't play both ways so we were getting cold and then uh, i stepped up in the pocket Cade cooked his guy and touchdown
2: yeah just put it right where you needed to put it. Yeah,
10: perfect route perfect ball is great play
2: Tell me about touchdown number two to Jake. You got Jake kind of streaking down the, the sideline there.
10: Uh, we ran a slow and Jake had him beat on the move. I couldn't see it. I got hit, so I was on the ground. I saw him in the end zone. It was definitely pretty cool. Now, tell me about the touchdown run. I
2: mean, it looked like it was kind of a broken play. I'm guessing that was the case.
10: Yeah, it was supposed to be a handoff to the running Caleb Reed, but I bobbled it, so I thought it was too late, so I just took off. And we had good blocks up front.
2: Do you enjoy those plays where you get to kind of use your athleticism? Obviously, we watched you on the basketball court. We know all about you played point guard. Being able to get out there and run a little bit, is that something you look forward to?
10: Yeah, well, for sure. I get made fun of a little bit. They say I bobble it on purpose, you know.
2: <laughs> and I've got to ask you, too, about your arm, because there were a few times when you threw a pass, and I haven't had a chance to watch you that much this year. A couple of times I thought, well, what's he doing throwing that? Then all of a sudden I realized, oh, that's why he's throwing that. I mean, a couple you on the run, across the field. The arm strength, I mean, you've got a lot of confidence in that uh, that rifle of yours, don't
10: you? Yeah, for sure. I, I got a lot of trust in our receivers, too. They make a lot of good plays for me, so they make me look good.
2: Okay, Mention some of those receivers, because they did an outstanding job.
10: Uh, Jake, and Chase all found the end zone tonight, and they did incredible. Just getting open every play, is, it was great. The guys up front did great, too. Yeah,
2: Having Reed as a running back, nice comp, compliment to the passing game,
10: too? Oh, yeah, for sure. He's a good blocker, good hard runner. It's nice to have him, for sure.
2: And we'd be remiss if we don't have you talk. And we're going to have Jake Jake Willis get over here, too. We're going to talk to him in just a second. I did want to ask you also, late before we let you go, tell me about your offensive line. Because really, your receivers were getting mentioned all night. You were getting talked about all night. But really, those guys dominated a really good Monroe football team in the trenches tonight.
10: Yeah, we have a lot of smart, heady players up front. So they just did a good job uh, uh, imposing their will on other players for sure. You excited to have a home playoff game here next week? Oh, yeah, it's definitely something we look forward to.
2: Okay, well, he threw for three touchdowns tonight. He ran for one. By the way, I want to ask you also, because we talked to Trent Novak at halftime, talk a little bit about uh, watching this guy coming up and what maybe the two of you have meant to each other. He was complimentary of you and kind of what he's seen out here from you tonight. What's it been like working with him?
10: I've definitely learned a lot from him, and uh, we talk all week. Uh, He wishes me good luck every time. It's definitely something special that not many other schools have.
2: Okay, so we're going to get a picture of you. How about a nice round of applause there for uh, Leighton Martin, want gonna have you hold up that shirt. We'll have you hold the other side up there, real quick here, as a uh, get some photo. There we go. He is the Marysville Toyota Player of the Game. So we're gonna get some photos there with him. And again, late congratulations. Best of luck next week. Thank you. And let's go over here. I want to talk to Jake Willis for a second here too. First of all, let's talk about. I want to talk about your you in the uh, the special teams game tonight. But tell me about the touchdown pass first. Um, we called the play. He gave me that look,
7: so I knew it was coming to me. He threw a perfect ball let me let me run under it and it was all it was all running from there.
2: All running from there and then you're playing defense tonight too but really the three-punt returns shortening the field for your offense too. How important is the special teams game to to what you guys are trying to accomplish? It's so important. It's something we really focus on during practice which not a lot of teams
7: do and just thank you to my blockers. They really do everything for me to get big gains for Layton in our offense to set up get touchdowns
2: and normally i do this with the quarterback but i let him get away so i'm gonna have you do it give a shout out to your offensive line and who some of those guys are that were blocking
7: thank goodness for them because if they are they are great blockers because if they didn't i wouldn't have time layton he's a magician he wouldn't have time to do what he does and get me the ball but thank thanks to them because without them we're, we can't give, give us some names dylan scott um william van dongent two big two biggest tackles i've ever seen they're like twice my size. Rory Kaler, new center. He played running back last year. Came in, he center. He stepped up to the occasion. Just, they're great players.
2: And i, I remiss that I didn't ask this earlier, so I'm going to have you talk about it a little bit. Did we set an Arlington team? I meant to ask Coach Taylor about this. Was that a team record tonight for longest field goal ever in team history?
7: How long was it? 46 yards. I think it ties the record. Uh, our kicker hit a 46 yard or 47 yard earlier this year. So You were holding on that one, right? Yeah, I'm his holder um our chemistry's crazy he's in my opinion the best kicker in the state and there's nothing much he can't do
2: so when when the play is called it's about 38 degrees out here 46 yards out are you thinking he's got this oh yeah
7: i any conditions any yardage i trust him we have a crazy bond that he trusts me i trust him and i know it's in every time the hold was good the snap was good and holds good and you know the kick's got to be good so this is all worked out very nice how do you celebrate this one tonight Get food. I'm, I'm starving.
2: <laughs> where, where do you go to eat?
7: Red Robin, B-Dubs, wherever's open. <laughs> Whoever's not packed, actually. So. Not, not packed, open. He's ready for some yeah. food. And you're ready anyway. and, and you're ready for a home game next week. Oh, I'm so ready for that. Thank. Our crowd is amazing. Our environment, I just love it. So it's really a huge, huge plus we get a home game.
2: All right, Jake Willis, thanks for talking to us. Congratulations. Thank you, sir.
1: That was On the Field after the game on a Friday night. When we come back, we'll talk Sharwood Girls soccer right here on KRKL Prep Sports Weekly. For the past
3: 56 years, Glass by Lund has been serving the greater Puget Sound area with quality work, exceptional service, and fair pricing. It's their honest reputation that has placed Glass by Lund among the top rated glass companies in the area for quality based on customer satisfaction. Glass by Lund is also a big supporter of the local community and has been a longtime sponsor of West Coast High School Sports. So next time you're in need for a window repair or replacement, shower doors, mirrors, deck railings, tabletop glass, residential or commercial, why not call a place that has glass in their name? For the past 56 years, Glass by Lund is scheduled free estimate, go to glassbylund.com.
11: The first impression is the most important. So trust your first impression to Screen Printing Northwest. Get your logo embroidered on a shirt or hat. Make a statement with custom screen printed shirts and hoodies for your business, school, or event. And relax knowing that your first impression is in the hands of the area's experts for a quarter century. Screen Printing Northwest in downtown Everett. Online at ScreenPrintingNW.com. That's ScreenPrintingNW.com.
0: K-R-K-O. I know, it's hard to believe how expensive food has become. Well, I'm going to let you in on a little secret that your neighborhood grocer doesn't want you to know. It's the Buzz-In All-Day Breakfast. Choose any piping hot cast iron breakfast skillet, the corned beef, tsunami, or Philly cheesesteak. A great deal on a great meal, $14.99. There's 12 locations, so get in the car and head to the Buzz-In Steakhouse, where you get a lot for a little. And use that money you saved to do other things. At Marysville Toyota,
3: there's a better way to buy your next car. It's called One. One price, one person, one hour. Our best upfront price is clearly posted on every vehicle. It takes all the guesswork out. We'll work with you from start to finish. No awkward handoff, no finance office. One person will work with you the entire time. And once you've selected what vehicle you want and how you want to pay for it, we'll do everything possible to get you on the road and on your way home in one hour. To experience the power of one, go to MarysvilleToyota.com. That's It's MarysvilleToyota.com.
2: Welcome back to Prep Sports Weekly here on a Monday night, the night before Halloween. And joining us right now from their practice field here at Shoreline Stadium, it is the Shorewood Storm Rays. I'm still getting used to saying Storm Rays, but we got it down. This is a team that is to be reckoned with right now. They have gone 16 straight games with victories. They have only given up three goals during that time. They've scored over 70. They'll kind of assure up those numbers here in just a moment because it depends on who you ask and which games you take into account. But needless to say, they have been on fire. This week they're playing in the District 1 semifinals against Malik Terrace tomorrow night. And joining us right now, the head coach as well as six of their players. Let's have you introduce yourselves first, beginning with the head coach.
6: Hi, my name is Brooke Pingree.
2: And, Brooke, a uh, familiar name to folks in Snohomish County. What school did you come from? Uh, I played at Snohomish High School
6: growing up, and then I also coached there. You coached there, and, and Dad was there for a little bit, right? Some state championships? Yes, my dad's coached there for about 30 years and won, I think, four state championships.
2: He's done okay, then, for himself with the Panthers? Just a little bit. So so now, I guess i got to have a little fun with you, first and foremost. Does, does Dad put a little pressure on you? Does he tell you, hey, i got four, got to start catching up to me a little bit here?
6: Uh, no, he says he's really proud, and he just likes watching us play. And then he texts us while we're playing in the games, telling us what we could do better. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Fair enough. Well, you haven't had to do too much better lately. This team is just destroying everybody they're playing lately. Let's go ahead and meet the team right now. I'm going to have each of you introduce yourselves first and last names. Give me your year in school, so senior, or junior, and also what position you play.
12: Uh, I'm Sophie Schindler. I'm a junior. I play goalkeeper. I'm
11: Maggie Moni. I'm a junior. I play midfield.
12: I'm Olivia Berry, and I play center back,
13: and I'm a senior. <laughs> I'm Abby Lee. Um, I'm a junior, and I play striker. I'm Amelia Severn. I'm a senior, and I'm attacking mid. I'm Leah Loudon. I'm a senior, and I play center back.
2: Don't you get a nice little mixture of seniors and juniors here, too.
13: Yes, we have kind of a good mix
6: across the board. We have, even across our entire roster, we have just a little bit from every class. There's not one class where there's like almost like only one or two people. <laughs>
2: Yeah, and They've got a little bit of everything. It seems to be gelling right now. Should I start with the goalkeeper here? Three goals given up in your last – no, correct me we're here. I know, Sophie, we were talking about it a few moments ago before we started recording. We can talk about regular season games. We can talk about games and we discard the district playoffs because you gave up a goal the other day. How, when, when you look at stats what do you what do you ultimately go to you have it up two goals in the regular season in wesco play this year that's phenomenal D- does the team make it a little bit easier for you do you have a, a few fewer shots than maybe some others do and how much does that uh, that streak mean to you to kind of have all those clean sheets
14: um I think it's good defense is definitely helpful with that uh, me and Paige the other goalkeeper haven't had to like do too much this season because our defense is solid and they keep the balls out from getting shots off
2: and coach, how much do you guys take pride in that? I mean, obviously you gave up a goal against Nehemiah. she's still won by a couple of goals, and yet I feel like everybody feels like they could have played better, and they're kind of wanting to wash that one away. Kind of nice when you have a high bar like that.
6: Yes, it's really nice to have such a low goals against because the saying is always "offense wins games, defense wins championships." So knowing that I'm so confident in our goalkeepers and our backline is really nice going to state.
2: Okay, and I, I do want to ask. Well, now where are the captains at here? Let's get a let's get a captain perspective here. Amelia, I'm going to ask you first game of the season, non-conference game, you lose to Bellevue 2-1. to You haven't lost since. In fact, you've dominated everybody since. In some ways, was that kind of a wake-up for this team? I mean, what did you guys take away from that game, and how has it made you better?
9: <laughs> I don't know if it was much of a wake-up, because we knew how good Bellevue was going into it. Um, I think it was more of a wake-up saying, like, we can play with the best teams in the state, and we can get to that level. We were just as good... If we were winning in that game so we are just as good and we know we can get there eventually at the end of the season so it wasn't more of a wake up, it was more like hey, we're this good, let's keep working and we'll hopefully be there in a place where we can play them at the end of the season
2: Livy, you guys were outstanding last year you finished second in Wesco second in districts, you lost to Shorecrest, which we'll talk about in a moment, you might have a chance to get a little revenge on them this weekend what's been the biggest difference from 2022 to 2023 how is this team even better than they were last year?
13: Well, actually,
12: we only lost a couple key players from last year, and I think that. Um,
2: have you seen? Do you see the growth on the team? Do you see the growth from the players?
12: I do. I actually, I I see that we gained a lot of good players. Um, and moving forward, I think, um, I, I don't know. I just think <laughs> we're gonna do. We're great. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we're and, awesome.
2: Yes. Well, let's let's have a Leah weigh in on this. You're one of the captains on this team. What's the difference between 20, 2022, again, you guys only lost a couple games in league play, but this year you haven't lost any games. So what has been the biggest difference?
13: Um, I think the biggest difference is we're just like a really family-oriented team. And this year we've done like a lot of team bonding and stuff and even just stuff outside of practices that have made us closer that has led on to the field and how we play.
2: Well, and I'm looking around right now, and I don't know if any of the players want to take it or coach, but you guys have to play a game tomorrow night, which is Halloween. It's a district semifinal game against Mellik Terrace. So you're kind of having your Halloween here right now. I'm noticing that people are dressed up. Is there some sort of a costume contest going on before the before practice right now?
6: I mean, there wasn't a contest to start with but we could always do that <laughs> but we just thought it would be really fun with Halloween tomorrow during the game to kind of take the pressure off a little bit and have a little bit of fun before practice and just get together have a good time as friends and as a team.
2: Well, Maggie, how, is, how important is it to kind of stay loose? I mean, obviously, it's a big week. You've got semifinals tomorrow. Potentially, you've got a championship game for district on Saturday if you win tomorrow. Just keeping everybody loose, keeping everybody kind of fun and having a good time with us. How important is
11: that? I think it's super important because you're not going to play good unless you lose. You can't be rigid and strict and expecting perfection all the time unless you let, let yourself relax with your, relax with your team a little bit. Okay, so let's go
2: ahead and talk to the girls right now and have them talk about each other a little bit. Again, you've given up three goals in your last 16 matches. You've scored over 70. Talk a little bit about the person to your left. Uh, introduce them. Tell me what makes them a good player or a good teammate. Sophia, I'm going to start with you. You're the goalkeeper. you got Maggie, who's one of the mids right next to you. Tell me about her.
14: Uh, Maggie is a very kind and energetic person. She brings a lot of energy to the team. And when she's on the field, she's really fast and always sprinting up the field and attacking all the balls.
2: Hey, Maggie, we're going to have you talk about Livy, one of your uh, defensive players here. Tell me about her.
11: Livvy's a great captain. She's probably one of the funniest people on this team, and we can always count on her on our back line for defense, never letting any balls pass. I love playing with Livy. It's like my first year really getting to know her, and she's so fun to play around with.
2: Okay, now, when you say she's one of the funnier players on the team, is she cracking jokes on the field or is there more off the field?
11: I think both, honestly. She's just she's just really good at keeping team morale high, I would say. So, so
2: Livy, I'll come to you on that one. Do you, do you like to kind of stay loose when you're on the field? I mean, are you one of those people that you kind of get into a zone, or do you, do you like to kind of loosen it up with a joke or two out there?
12: it really depends on the day um i think that sometimes there's days where i just don't really care you know <laughs> if i'm being honest <laughs> but um <laughs> and i think that's what they find is so hilarious is that i just chill
2: gotta, <laughs> on
12: and off the field <laughs>
2: you got to keep it loose well tell me about abby who's right to your left here
12: abby's great i've known her for a couple of years now and she's super sweet um easy and i think um She's super good on both both feet, <laughs> and, and she knows how to score. She knows how to move the ball around, and she's she's great. Yeah.
2: Right. Abby, you get to talk about Amelia.
15: Yes, Amelia Severin is one of definitely one of our best players. Um, always has been on the team. She's just so good with the ball, and she you always know she's going like 100 um, percent and trying to get um, the perfect play for everyone, and just like making sure that we're together as a team on the field and like making good plays to get the win
2: and she's dressed like elmo right now
15: yes she is <laughs> and that is also her personality She's <laughs> just very silly there you go
2: <laughs> and keeping warm right also right amelia yes,
9: yes like... it's cold out here
2: <laughs> <laughs> tell me a little bit about Aaliyah. what kind of a, one of your other captains right
9: i've played with Aaliyah since we were like seven and all every single time I've known her, <laughs> she's always been solid at the back. Very competitive, a great leader. Said great balls over the top. She's just overall great soccer player and great person to be around.
2: And Amelia or Alia, you get to talk about the goalkeeper Sophie over here. She's hardly let anything through all season long. Tell me a little bit about what it's like to have her back there.
13: Um, Sophie's really consistent in the back and the, a big part of our 13 shutouts this season. She's great at barking out orders and being super serious, but also she has fun. Um, I'm very close to Sophie because she's our goalie and I'm the center back, so it's been fun playing with her these last three years.
2: Sophie, how important is that leadership role back there? Um, Obviously, you can see a lot of things that maybe they can't, so she mentioned that you're always barking out orders. How much do you kind of have to keep your eyes on things even when the ball's not on your end?
14: I think it's super important for me to be yelling at everyone just because I might see something that they might not because, while I'm behind them all. So, like, I think I can, like, help them, like, figure out if there's, like, a person next to them or
6: something to mark or something, so.
2: Okay, so let's talk about some other players on the team. I want to start off with the defensive. First of all, other goalkeepers on the team?
6: Yes. Paige is our senior goalkeeper and has been involved in the 13 shutouts as well. You guys have, for the most part, split halves on almost every game, and I feel incredibly blessed that I am able to trust two people equally and have no problem with either one of them stepping in the nets.
2: Now let's talk about the defensive side of things, Livia, I'm going to talk. Come back to you here. Tell me about some of the other defensive players that are back there with you.
12: Well, we have Jasmine and Aaliyah and Scarlett, and I think ja- I love being on Jasmine's side because <laughs> <laughs> she just she just knows how to um, stop those through balls, and it really helps me out. Um, Scarlett, she's great. She knows how to fake people out, send the, send a great ball down the line, and um, Aaliyah, she's just she's our rock. She knows how to run (laughs) and run fast (laughs) and uh, she she helps us out overall and um in the valley terrace game she made like four amazing saves um and ran her heart out and they're they're all great and they
11: they know how to play soccer
2: (laughs) nice strong defensive side of things there maggie tell me a little bit about the mids other than you
11: Um, Well, I'd say that Marika and Diana are our most prominent mids, and, oh, my God, they're so fast, especially Diana. She's probably, like, the fastest person I've ever seen. She even did track with me a little bit last year, and then she quit because she was just too good for us. But on the (laughs) soccer field, she's like, you can always count on her to be making runs. Like, she will always be there waiting for that ball. She is so fast. She's so good at footwork. Oh, my goodness, her handles are amazing. She's just a great great player overall, and so is Marika.
2: Not the first time we've heard somebody describe players on this team as fast. Are you guys kind of known as being a speed? team
11: um i mean i wouldn't know if we're known for that we just definitely have a couple players that are okay let's talk about some of the, the players up front abby tell me a little bit about
2: some of the players we could see next to you when you're playing striker
15: yeah um diana also plays striker and i'm really fortunate to have not only been able to play school soccer with her but also clubs So that's been really fun and we always are connecting up top and able to um use our our teamwork to get goals in um we also have frankie who just moved up from jv and she's been a great addition to the team i'm really excited for her um yeah, we have. We also have Maddie Brilliard. Really She's super, super fast. She's really good at track. Again, so um, yeah, we have a lot of forwards on our team that are just super speedy, and we all work together pretty well.
2: Coach, it sounds like it's kind of a deep team. A lot of a uh, lot of names out there.
15: Yes, we have a very
6: deep team. Um, I was actually looking at the stats last night, and of our. So 73 goals, not including our preseason game, on a 19-player roster, 14 of the players have scored. So oh, nope that's, it's really nice to have such – and both of our goalkeepers also have scored, yes.
2: Really? Okay. Now I'm going to ask you about that. So, Sophie, when you scored your goal, were you – I'm guessing you weren't playing back in the, the net.
14: No, I was playing striker.
2: So how much fun is that for you when you're usually a goalkeeper to get out there and play, straight, play striker and get to score?
14: It was actually really fun. I tried to convince Brooke to let me play every game that we're winning. <laughs> My goal, Amelia, actually assisted it. We were playing Linwood. So.
2: Very cool. Now you've got Mountlake Terrace tomorrow night. It is a district semifinal game. If you win that game, you punch your ticket to states. Uh, I think, Aaliyah, you probably know some of the girls on the Mountlake Terrace team, right?
13: Yeah, I play club soccer with about...
2: So. There's a lot of crossover uh, Yeah, there, there's yeah. a lot.
13: Like five or six girls on that team, um, they're all really talented, and I think it's not something we should take lightly, even though we've already beaten them. So we just got to come in strong and um, have state on the back of our mind.
2: Is it harder knowing that you know their game and vice versa, they know your game, or would you rather almost be playing somebody who you, maybe you don't know as well?
13: I think it's easier just because, well, it's not easier. I just I know how they play. So in it's just like a practice, a club practice. I'm going against my teammates. It's fun, but um, at the end of the day, they're going to be good no matter what.
2: And, and now, Coach, I know that coaches hate to look ahead, and you're not going to like this question, but i got to ask it anyway. I asked it to Mindy last year, so I guess it's t- turn about his fair play here. There's a chance that if you win tomorrow, you might be playing the district championship game against Shorecrest, rival game. I think they beat you in the, ch- in the district championship game last year. Would you kind of like to see that matchup again?
6: Uh, I would love it, actually. Revenge is always a great thing. I love it. Um, we also just beat them at the end of the season, and I am perfectly confident that we can do it again. But they're a really fun team to play, and I get along with Mindy really well, so I always like seeing her on the other side of the field.
2: Very nice. So what, um, what would this team think about going to state and maybe being one and out? I mean, would that kind of erase everything that you've accomplished, or have you already been kind of gotten to the point where you'd look at this and go, yeah, if we win the district championship, that's success. What does this team need to do in order to feel like they've achieved success? Or is that something different for all of you?
15: Um, yeah, I mean, we've made it pretty far the past couple of years in state. Um, both years. Yeah, both years we made it to quarterfinals of state, which is a really big deal for us. And we are so excited to go to state and also, like, have that, you know, drive to make it to quarterfinals and farther um, in state. So, you know, there's always, like, the chance of us winning and we're, you know, that's what we're striving for. But um, also, you know, taking it one step at a time, like district championships is really important to us and fun to just, you know, lock in, and then, you know, next step after that is state. So,
2: so Maggie, the fact that you've got a little taste of state, maybe you've gotten to the quarterfinals and haven't been able to quite to get to the semifinals, does that make you a little more hungry, knowing what's kind of in front of you and where you've been and where you'd like to go?
11: Um. Yeah, I would say so. I'm looking forward to hopefully getting some playing time during state games and really getting the full experience because I didn't really get that last year. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to experiencing this, like, full state journey with the team. Okay, now before I let you
2: go, I heard that there was something about a giraffe. <laughs> who, who wants to take that call? Gerald. Gerald the giraffe. Is that is that Aaliyah? No. Or that's Amelia, okay. Yeah. The the one wearing the Elmo costume is gonna tell us about a giraffe. Who is Gerald the giraffe?
9: Um, Gerald's like my good luck charm. I got <laughs> Gerald in Arizona when I was on a i I was at a tournament there and he, I like used him as my good luck charm for my club team and I start bringing him to the high school games, and he comes to all the high school games and sits on the sideline. He hasn't failed us yet.
2: <laughs> so he's been there. The he's undefeated. Then
9: he might yes. have not been to Bellevue. He might have not been to Bellevue. I know. think that's why we lost. Yeah. <laughs> like I think I think that, that I think that Gerald's the reason we're undefeated,
2: pretty much.
15: I think
14: you know.
2: So does Gerald need to be held by a certain person, or does, does Gerald have his own spot on the bench, or he has his own spot?
14: So when I'm on the bench, I have a bench coat that like zips up. I sit him right inside of it, and his head just pokes out. <laughs> but when I'm on the field, someone else does that. But when I'm not, Gerald is with me. And he also has a
15: penny and sits on the bench and looks like a player.
12: Yesterday,
15: or I think it was, yeah, Saturday's game, um, he had gloves on on that the bench. My, so, yeah, <laughs> that was my gloves. and my coat. He's, he's, he's always, always <laughs> always
2: accessorized. Co- Coach, I do love the fact that the girls were nervous to answer all my other questions. I bring up Gerald the giraffe, and everybody gets excited <laughs> and, and wants the microphone. Uh-huh. So speak to who this team
6: is? They are a very, very goofy team. Especially as you've probably heard from these socks, especially Barry. We call uh, we like to refer to her as the sitcom character.
2: Livy Barry that's the sitcom character, okay. Well again, they're they're fun, they're having a good time, they're uh, they're keeping it loose. They haven't lost a game since after the first game of the entire season. Shorewood, Storm Rays are on fire right now. They're heading into the district semifinals, trying to get to state one more time, trying to go further than the quarterfinals, and uh, we'll see what happens from there. Girls, congratulations to everything you've accomplished this year. You're dominating Wesco. Best wishes to you in districts this week. Coach, thank you for your time and thank you. And I guess before I let you go, too, name some of the assistant coaches on your team, too.
6: Yeah, uh, our JV coach was Nicolette Bender, and she was really awesome. She Joined, I think, two days before tryouts and came out ready to go for stay at tryouts and did a great job with the JV team. And then my other assistant is my brother, Carson Pingree, and he was nice enough to volunteer his time and has been at everything, been at every game and has been really instrumental in helping me apply a lot of the concepts that we want to want to try to kind of implement throughout the team.
2: Seems to be a recipe for success so far. Shortwood Storm Rays, congratulations. Best wishes.
1: Thank you. Thank you.
2: There we go. Dominating everybody, too. They, Like I said, they gave up a goal to Stohomish in the district playoffs the other day. Prior to that, they had shutouts in 13 of their previous 14 matches. And the, the one match they didn't have a shutout, and they won 6-1. to one, So they were doing just fine. So uh, Shorewood looking very strong in districts right now. By the way, tomorrow night, if anybody wants to go watch some soccer, Shoreline Stadium, both of the semifinal games. you got Shorecrest versus Oak Harbor at 5 o'clock. And then Shorewood, the team we just heard from, playing Mount Lake Terrace at 7 o'clock. The winner of those two games will play in the district championship game at 7 o'clock on Saturday night, also at Shoreline Stadium. So some good soccer over there.
1: Tonight's show brought to you by Kia of Everett, the Lake Stevens Ace Hardware Store, Dave & Buster's, Glass by Lund, Marysville Toyota, Smoky Boy Concrete, Buzz in Steakhouse, Chevrolet of Everett, the Law Office of Russell and Hill, and by screen printing Northwestern. Who was on the show tonight?
2: On the show tonight. And by the way, I gotta give one more shout out here. Paige Petchel is the other goalkeeper for Shorewood. We mentioned her by first name, but not by last name. Okay. Her dad Rob's the football coach over there, and he's been on our show before. So Paige and Sophie have been sharing the responsibilities, both having an outstanding year. On the show tonight, Tom Try, the head football coach for the Lake Stevens Vikings. We then heard from the Arlington Eagles football team from Friday night's victory against Monroe. We had head coach Greg Daler, the quarterback, Leighton Martin, and the wide receiver slash defensive back slash place kicking holder. And he's (laughs) also a special teams return ace. That would be Jake Willis. And then we just heard from the Shorewood soccer team, uh, head coach, Brooke Pingry Ray, uh, and then players, Sophie Schindler, Maggie Mountie, Olivia Berry, Abby Lee, Amelia Severn, and Aaliyah Loudon.
1: We have the Arlington Eagles again on Friday night, taking on the Ballard Beavers 6.30 pregame show. 7 o'clock, the kickoff. I'll have my voice by then from John C. Larson Stadium in Arlington. Silver tips come your way Wednesday, and then again on Saturday and Sunday right here on KRKO. That's Steve Willis. I'm Tom Lafferty. Prep Sports Weekly will be back next Monday night at 7 o'clock. Good night from Everett.
0: KRKO Everett, K237GN, AM 1380, and FM
2: 95.3. Your music. James Taylor, Chicago.
0: Beatles. Huey Lewis. Now, more of Everett's greatest hits. KRKO.